Welcome back to the Fools on Souls podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in for hour two. Hope you're having a fantastic morning, afternoon, or night, whenever you're listening or watching. We're going to start the second hour off with a bit of Colin's Corner. Colin, what's the list for today? Well, Kevin, uh, we were recently talking about on the last podcast, me and Anthony, about who was the best player in the NBA right now due to obviously all the injuries and everything. And we had a nice little spirited debate there, but that wasn't what we were talking about. So today, since we're going to be kind of transitioning into more of the NBA season, I wanted to give you guys my list for the top five NBA players today when healthy. So this is obviously, you know, there's some players on this list that are not going to be playing right now. But when healthy, I think these guys are the five best players in basketball. At number five, I got Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid this year is having a phenomenal year. 29, almost 30, and 11 on 49, almost 50% shooting, and 37% from three. He's a five-time All-Star, three-time All-NBA. I think Joel is finally coming into his own. I mean, he's obviously a former number three overall pick of the Philadelphia 76ers. And I just need to see him in the postseason potentially lead the 76ers team for me to move him up higher on the list. Not saying that he couldn't. He could become higher. But I just, again, due to the fact of his injuries and due to the fact that the 76ers haven't been that far, in part due to the fact that he just can't stay healthy most of the time. He has this year, knock on wood, Joel. Joel's number five for me. So, But I do expect him to win the MVP this year and give him a good uh, playoff run. And number four is Steph Curry with the Golden State Warriors. Steph Curry... Greatest shooter in the history of basketball. I don't want to hear any discussion. 25, almost 26, 5 and 6, 42% from the field. He's actually having a down year from three, which is crazy, and he's still shooting way better than a lot of these guys on this list at 38%. Steph Curry, leader of obviously that uh, infamous 2000, what was it, 15 team that they won uh, the first go-round when Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love were hurt against the Cavs. Steph former two-time league MVP. I think he was the first unanimous MVP in league history. I still believe that he is a guy that can be the best guy on a championship team. And he, to me, is at the top. He's in his prime right now, playing some of the best basketball. He's bulked up this season going into it. I think we could potentially see a different Steph Curry come postseason time. And out of respect for him, I got number four. At number three, I got LeBron James. LeBron He's, he's kind of fallen down in terms of the injury. I mean, he was known as an Iron Man throughout his entire NBA career. These last couple of seasons, he's kind of been nicked up a little bit. Uh, he can't give as much effort on the defensive end as when he could in his prime. I still think that when he wants to, he can lock down and really lock in defensively. But the man is still averaging 29, 7.9, so 8, and 6 on 52% shooting, 35% from 3. I mean, the, I mean, I don't need to go through his career accomplishments. I want to see, you know, if he is able to get the Lakers team into the postseason, what all he has left. Because in year 19, he's having arguably the best year 19 that we've ever seen. His longevity, his just un, unreal uh, conditioning and everything is incredible. And I've got him number three currently in the NBA. And number two, we got Giannis Antetokounmpo. Greek freak, he is the defending finals MVP of the Milwaukee Bucks, averaging 29, 11, and 6, 54% shooting from the field. Absolutely insane. 30% from three. He finally aver- He's adding a three-pointer this year. He, there's a good debate for him being number one, obviously being the defending finals MVP, former defensive player of the year, uh, 
you know, MVP, two-time MVP, excuse me, five-time All-NBA, six-time All-Star. The thing that I just want to prove with Giannis, because he did kind of have some breaks last year with the injuries to the Brooklyn Nets, with the injuries to obviously the Los Angeles Lakers and the LA Clippers, three teams that were expected to be Milwaukee's biggest title rivals. Giannis and the Bucks did take care of business. And I hope this year that they, you know, kind of use that momentum to kind of fuel their fire and show what they're really all about now that everyone's healthy. And I, I do expect Giannis to ball out. But at number one, when healthy, I've got the best player in the NBA as Kevin Durant of the Brooklyn Nets. Kevin Durant, easy money sniper, 29 points per game, seven rebounds, almost six assists, 52% from the field, 37% from three. He's a two-time finals MVP a former MVP of himself, multiple-time scoring champion. He obviously was on those insane Warriors teams with Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green. Kevin Durant, to me, he outplayed Giannis in that series uh, in the semifinals last year between uh, him and Milwaukee. The numbers back that up. And overall, the game is more offensive. They, they, they want the NBA players to score more. They do tailor, just like the NFL, more towards the offensive side of the ball. And to me, on the offensive side, the thing that separates Kevin Durant from Giannis is just that his overall offensive game is just on a completely different level than Giannis's. Giannis is getting better, and maybe he'll show to me that he is on that level of Kevin Durant. And Kevin Durant's no slouch defensively either. He's a really good weak side helper, really good at blocking shots, underrated in that aspect. I think if I was starting a team today, and I had the first overall pick in terms of, like, you got to win a championship this year, who are you taking? I am choosing Mr. Kevin Durant. Guys, what do you think of my list? Uh, I guess I'll go ahead and hit on it first. And just a little side note, <clears throat> last year whenever Brooklyn went, uh, and pun is intended here, toe-to-toe with, uh, with the Milwaukee Bucks, um, if you remember correctly, the Bucks won on a Kevin Durant two-point shot that everybody thought was a three, but his foot was just over the line. That's right. After further investigation... I actually found out Kevin Durant. I can't remember the size he wears off the top of my head. It's a size I, I want to say fourteen or thirteen. Yeah, it's, it's some ridiculous. Yeah, it's some ridiculous number, right? I've learned. I I came to learn that he wears a <sighs> size bigger than his actual foot for comfort reasoning. So it's a say, size of eighteen, by the way. I was completely okay. Off. Yeah, so it, it's still I mean ridiculous number, but anyway, he wears a size bigger than what he actually wears for comfort. So if he would have wore the size that he actually would have wore, that was a three-point shot. Yeah, and he would have knocked off Milwaukee. I mean, it's and just, that And, and yeah. that just is absolutely insane to me, but I just thought that was an interesting little tidbit to throw in there. Um, I really like your list, actually. Um, I do have to ask the Mavs bias. If you were to rank Luka Doncic anywhere in this list, would he be top 10, top 15? Where would he be for you? So he's top 10 for me. Um, if you want to argue uh, 6 through 10, you got to include the Joker, Nikola Jokic. Uh, you got to include when he's healthy. I think Anthony Davis still deserves a shot. Damian Lillard. Embiid. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, Joel's in top five, though. Oh, so, yeah, you're right. Top so, five. Okay, yeah, you're right. You're so right, you're that's right. what I'm, I'm saying for the... Uh, the top 10. And there's other names, too, that you can sit there and mention. I know John Morant's really kind of solidified his his stake there. DeMar Rosen's having a heck of a year. The thing with Luka, right? And Luka, to me, I, I view as a future MVP and a future NBA champion. 
I don't, and I'm not a Mavericks fan. I'm just simply from what I see on the court, I think yeah. he's one of the best young stars we have in this game, if not the best. The thing with Luca is, is that now that he's shown his kind of individual talent, like we understand that Luca can go drop 50, 10, and 10 in a night. Like he's just that insane. He's able to facilitate in different ways, get guys involved. He's able to go still get his and get the rebounds and everything. And defensively, he's still at, I think he's six seven, still long enough to be able to defend, especially the smaller guards and everything at a high level. The yeah. thing with Luca is, is because that basketball is a team sport, he's going to have to generate some more team success, especially come po- playoff time. And maybe not this year, because again, the, the, the second best player arguably is Jalen Brunson, who's a guy that a lot of Mavericks fans didn't even believe would be the second best player coming into the season. Right. So we'll see how he does this year, but he's got to get past that first round for me. Yeah. No, I, I completely, I, I, I completely understand, and I agree with that. I just wanted to pick your brain on that. Uh, the only thing I would probably say is, NBA, top five NBA players when healthy today. This list is completely correct. Kevin Durant is your number one. But if, like you, like the question that you proposed, if I'm gonna go make a team with one of these players, one of these, the, the, the when healthy in today's league, I am gonna make a play with Giannis. So you're picking Giannis over Kevin Durant, younger, less injury prone. Well, this is just for one season, by the way. This is not for like starting. Yeah, you a said go out and make a go win a championship, right? Right. So you would pick Giannis over Kevin Durant. Yes. So you're so you think Giannis is better than Kevin Durant? No, I'm not saying that Giannis is better than Kevin Durant, but he's more dependable, in my opinion. In terms of the injury risk, and, I guess, yeah, yeah, injury risk and okay, everything like that. I'm not saying he's like more clutch or anything like that. Just like off of consistency of play. It's true. No, I mean, and that that is that aspect of it. So, I mean, I I completely understand your argument on that one. Because um, Kevin Durant, just like LeBron, he's had a couple of mm-hmm. injuries these past couple yeah. of years. So, Anthony, I know you're yeah. kind of chomping at the bit over there. I'm just thinking, when healthy, mm-hmm. like let's say there's no injuries. Let's say we're playing 2K and you take injuries out of the equation. Okay. When healthy. Yeah. I'm going with that sniper, man, and Kevin Durant, man. It's Kevin Durant. He can do everything. And, I mean, and he can shoot from anywhere, too, Mm -hmm. also. Um, uh, Giannis, yes, he can do anything. He's, he's, and he's learning how to shoot the three. Um, Yes, he's one of the most dominant players, if not the most dominant player now um, in the league. Uh, But I, I, on all sides, I'm still going to take Kevin Durant. Just Kevin Durant can do can do it all on the defense, on the offensive end. He can facilitate um, the game, and he has more experience than Giannis, winning two championships, being in the finals three times now. Um, Giannis has only been there once. Give obvious, giving him credit for that championship run, which is fantastic as well. Um, but I just think Kevin Durant went healthy. You know, you just you just can't go against him, and I mean, he's just that easy money sniper man. You know, easy money. As the Twitter says, and yeah. and and with and, and with like if we were if we were adding top ten, um, Luca would definitely be six. I would say he would be six. Yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, because like Luca Doncic, he can do anything and everything. Um, maybe not defense, but he can do anything and everything on the offensive end. Um, and he's just a baller. And, and and I mean, I think even with even with Luca being six. Jaws creeping up there. Oh yeah, as he's well. definitely. I, I agree with Colin in the fact that he's definitely in that top ten conversation. Yeah, um, yeah. If not so, like the number ten spot or even eleven. I mean, because he's just balling out. But yeah. Luka Doncic has been balling ever since he got yeah. in the league. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. No, I mean, I just, I, you just reminded me of something somehow. I know Kawhi Leonard is on the shelf and everything. We can't forget the two-time finals oh, MVP and everything. Yeah. He deserves to also be in this conversation. And I was tempted to put him top five, but just like you said, with the reliability and everything. Yeah. And again, he, since he's come to the Clippers, he hasn't quite lived up to what the expectation was when he coming off the Toronto uh, championship and everything. Yeah. So I kind of wanted to talk him a little bit to that because he kind of can alienate, kind of play a little hero ball. Um, I mean, I get it. Whenever he wants to, one of the best defenders in the league, uh, can go get you a bucket, especially from mid-range. I mean, his mid-range oh, is... Oh, it's nasty. It's he insane. don't miss. He uh, don't miss. So he's, he's a robot. Yeah. So, I mean, he, <laughs> he definitely belongs in that conversation. James Harden's kind of fallen off there. I, I still want to pay respect to James because before this year, he's been one of the more, excuse me, more consistent superstars in the National Basketball Association. And just a, another shout-out for the top 10 because I know we're, we're getting a little off topic here. Donovan Mitchell in Utah. Oh, my God. He's he's a baller, man. It's just Utah needs a little bit of help. That's all. Yeah. I mean, when your second-best player gets benched during crunch time, I, I kind of feel for the guy. Yeah, no. I mean, Donovan Mitchell is a really good— He's he's kind of he's kind of in that Damian Lillard um, stage. Like, he's really good, but he wants to stay loyal to where he's at. Mm. And they've had pieces, but it, I don't know. It, it's kind of like he's kind of—that's how I view it. He's kind of in that stage because Do, Donovan Mitchell is a baller. Absolutely. And so, I mean, yeah, but getting off the topic, I'm glad that uh, y'all really agreed with my list. I thought there yeah, was going to no, be more honest, debate today. Overall, yeah, I really wait, do agree with your list. Wait, 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 oh, wait, 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 wait. Spoke wait, too wait, soon. Wait, wait, wait. And I, who would have thought it wouldn't be me, right? Because <laughs> I had to do some research. Top five? Top, top five? Top five. This is when healthy, yes. When healthy. Yes. You're not going to have Jokic up there. No. Top five. No. No. Jokic to me, again, so okay, especially okay, in yeah. the in the regular season, right? He'll put up his numbers. He'll be super efficient. He'll get guys involved in everything. My problem with Jokic, right, is especially on the defensive end of the shows, his lack of athleticism and his lack of lateral quickness, especially when you run the pick and roll on him. It can not only a he gets exposed into a little bit because he's just not as quick as Joel or like a Giannis or an Anthony Davis or anything. And number two, it really wears down on him. Mm -hmm. The Phoenix really attacked Nikola Jokic in the playoff series last year when they sit there and they put him in pick-and-roll spots because they were like, we're not just going to let you chill on defense and then just run the offense for Denver. And he's gotten better at his athleticism, too. I mean, and I know it's not like a tremendous difference, but he's a a lot more lean now than he he was when he— First, you know, was that dominant player? Mm. But being how how I don't even remember how tall he is. He's I don't he's he's not a seven footer, is he? Nikola Jokic. Yeah, I can't uh, remember how he, tall. I think he's right at seven foot. He's actually. a real and he's a real tall dude, and it's hard to be that tall. Six eleven. Okay, so yeah, he, it's hard to be that tall and that like I don't want to say like big, but like he's like built, like you know, he's like a he's a yeah. he's I mean a he's stealthy slim, dude. He's slimmed down and everything too. So it's like, just hard to be agile yeah. with that kind of that body type. That's probably really the only thing that down that hurts him. Yeah. Um. But yeah. You know, I mean, listen. So who Nick, would be your like? I know you gave your top five, but what would be you know your top ten since you have that top five? I mean, just off the top. We of my might head. have to hit that list a little bit later. We yeah. still got to hit Collins Corner. <laughs> yeah, we got to hit the rest of it. Uh. Let me let me put it this way. We we'll, we'll get into a top ten at a later date. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep this list updated too, just because I feel like it's gonna be a, a constant talking point. But yeah. for now, we'll just leave it at the top five. There's we mentioned we mentioned some names earlier. Uh, let us know though in the comment section yep. what you guys' top five is. So and that would be on YouTube too. Yeah, comment absolutely. section on YouTube. Absolutely. So we got to get into this next topic, and this is one that again I personally just thought it was interesting because I when I saw this report. 
I, I kind of had to do a double take yeah. a little bit. So, obviously, quarterback Deshaun Watson, we all know the off-the-field issues that he's going with. He's the current uh, quarterback for the Houston Texans. He obviously did not play last year due to those issues. Obviously, if he is convicted of those crimes and he is, uh, you know, the person who did those things, he shouldn't be in this conversation. He should not be a quarterback of an NFL franchise, and he should go through the process legally that one who committed these crimes did. Right? Agree. So that's we're all in agreement there. Yeah, yep, I agree. completely agree with that. Okay. If Deshaun Watson, though, is found not guilty and is looked at as a potential quarterback for the 2023 or 2022-2023 season, excuse me, there was a rumor going around that Tampa Bay and Minnesota were at the top of his list in terms of teams that he'd really like to go play at Tampa with, you know, Mike Evans and the the defense and everything. And then he really is a fan of Justin Jefferson, the wide receiver in Minnesota and Adam Thielen. Now the teams that currently have enough or close enough cap space are different from those teams. Uh, I've got the Miami dolphins, Denver Broncos, Indianapolis Colts, Washington commanders. I'm gonna have to really get used to saying commanders <laughs> and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay. So, so, okay. Those, so, there, so I, so out of those seven teams, I know I threw a bunch at you and I'll, I'll be happy to repeat them. If you, could put Deshaun Watson, assuming again that he's able to quarterback for this next upcoming season, where would you want him and where do you think what would be best for him to okay. quarterback for the next season? Okay. So I think we should just all agree. We already all agreed that, you know, if he did this, then we need to. But let's just completely take this, take what is going on off the field completely off the table. We're not right. talking about any of that at all. This is yeah. simply him as a football player and us as Analysts, I guess, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, With that being said, so you said Steelers. So I'll, I'll, I'll name them again. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So Steelers. We got Commanders. Commanders. Indianapolis Colts. Cal- oh, okay. Interesting. The Colts. Colts. Indianapolis Colts. They are looking to get off Carson Wentz. Denver, no. Denver Broncos. Interesting. Miami nice. Dolphins. Okay. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Minnesota Vikings. Okay. So the ones that stick out to me are not the Dolphin or are, are, um, are not the Denver Broncos because they want Aaron Rodgers. Right. Um, and the Colts, no, because Colts actually, in my <clears throat> my personal opinion, I think the Colts, they're going to go for a more experienced veteran quarterback. I see that. They kind of want to do what the Rams did with the Stafford deal. Do I think there's a good quarterback as Stafford on the market? No, but... They kind of want. I think that's what they're kind of wanting to do. I don't think they're really wanting to go and draft the quarterback and start over kind of thing. Um, so, like, are you like saying like if like Matt Ryan was on the no, table? No, Matt. I'm Ryan. just saying like more experience wise, yeah, veteran appearance wise. Yeah, I yeah, guess okay. I would say something okay. like that. Um, I don't really know who the Colts want, but I, I I do know they don't want Carson Wentz. It's gonna be held to get him off that team because of contract issues and the commitment they already made to him and everything like that, they're going to have to go sign a lot. The, the Colts could be in big trouble because they're going to have to pay Jonathan Taylor a lot of money <laughs> and they got a lot of other talent that they want to keep around, but mm-hmm. they got to bring another quarterback on. They already failed with Carson Wentz and they can't fail again or they're going to be in big, big trouble like what the Saints are in right now. Anthony, what are you thinking? That was completely like I mean I don't know I the Colts don't in my opinion don't sound very appeasing, the Dolphins I don't think I don't know what do you, yeah what do you think I mean I, I kind of agree with you with what you're saying with just the Dolphins and you're not the Dolphins the Colts and um 
the Broncos because obviously the Broncos want Aaron Rodgers and we'll see what he does in this offseason. But I the 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 Buccaneers they they make some it, sense. It, they kind of yeah. I mean, because like in my it mind, would surprise me. I'll right, say that right because like in my mind, all you really need. I mean, look. You lost a great quarterback. Let, I'm not saying Deshaun Watson's anything to Tom Brady, but I mean, if you just put him in, I think he can fit the system as long as he can go back to playing like he used to. Yes, exactly. Because I mean, the the contracts that you're gonna have to make with these players, <laughs> they gonna want their money, and you're probably gonna lose Chris Godwin. Yeah, and yeah. you want to hope to keep around Leonard Fournette, but if you can't, you have some running backs in the lineup. Right. Um. They have Roy Jones. The he. he I don't. He may either be a rookie or he's like second or third year. He's he's a younger guy. So you have talent on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Like you said, you need that quarterback spot filled, though. Yeah, because I, mean, I would say either... And sorry, Cullen, but no, I would just say it's either going to be... I would say the Bucks or the Steelers. Cause the, the Steelers, Steelers do sound interesting to me. Yeah, the Steelers make a lot of sense because you have a lot of good wide receivers. Forgetting, Juju Smith-Schuster is probably not going to be there, though. Okay, that's true. Juju may not be there. I'm thinking of, of Najee Harris. You have Claypool, and you have Najee Harris. Yeah. And that's, never like, been, that's never been a problem for Pittsburgh, though. The way that they develop and draft wide receivers, they'll they'll find another I mean, Tomlin there. knows what he's doing over yeah, there. You know, right. and he's not losing that job anytime soon at all. No. Right. And no. I just think that I just think that Deshaun Watson just makes the most sense there. I mean, I, so, I so agree you go, with you. I so, like that. So you go Tampa, you're going Miami, is what you said? No, I said I don't think Miami makes so, any sense because I think— So I which th- one did you go for? <laughs> I mean, I don't— I don't. <laughs> Kevin, you can't be talking for that long and not I make wanted, a pick. Come I on, wanted no. to, I wanted to pick Anthony's brain, and he, he mentioned Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh makes sense. I mean, I think Pittsburgh's definitely a, a destination possibility. Minnesota, they'd have to get rid of— their, They'd get rid of Cousins. But I think I, I saw something today that said they're all in on Cousins. No, they're really? not. No, they're not. Kevin O'Connell did not. They yeah, haven't. So, so, so they haven't so said anything on that. So Kevin O'Connell will say kind of what is right in terms of like you know because again they they might have to go with the season going into Kirk Cousins mm-hmm. if Deshaun Watson is on the table and again this is assuming everything is yeah, okay. yeah 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 right Deshaun Watson is a better quarterback than Kirk Cousins well yeah he's more agile Kirk Cousins Kirk Cousins he's you know it's just not it's nine day okay you know? I'll give you this okay so Deshaun Watson goes to Minnesota Kirk Cousins goes to the Colts. It would be that will be the Texans, huh? Because because Kirk's under contract with Minnesota, so he would no, have no, to get no, traded no. from Minnesota to Houston to make yeah, that Kirk, trade. Yeah, Kirk's no, no. not Kirk's not a free agent for. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. No. How long, how long? He's he's a free agent after this. After yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I was just thinking like it would just make sense if Deshaun went to went to Minnesota and then Kirk Cousins went to the Colts because they're trying to get rid of Carson Wentz. Well, it's just and it's interesting. So. Basically, what Houston realizes the asset they have in Deshaun, right? Like they understand that Deshaun, oh, yeah. if if they had their way, they would be keeping Deshaun because they realize how special the talent of Deshaun's uh, caliber is. But there's just too much turmoil there, right? Yeah. So when you sit there, you gotta sit there and be like, okay, what do they view of this draft class? Because if they like a quarterback in this draft class, then maybe the draft picks is what they value more. In which case, if we're just talking about the teams that we talked about, Denver's got the number nine pick, which again, not a lot of teams in front of them would potentially go for it, but they would have the highest pick out of those two. And they are out of those seven, excuse me. Now, now if we go, they don't like those quarterbacks and they may want to trade for a veteran, in which case Minnesota could make sense. To me, the team that really is interesting to me is the Washington Commanders. Yeah. The reason being is because they came out with a report today saying that any player on their roster, including star defensive end Chase Young, 
is available in a trade for a uh, veteran quarterback. So they're basically planning for restart mode. They're, it's not even restart mode. They're just saying, we are tired of sitting here going through this quarterback carousel that they have been in Washington with Heineke, Fitzpatrick, and whomever else. They want a guy that's a veteran that they know that they can rely on. So if Deshaun Watson were to sit there and, like you said, go through the process and he becomes illegal, Washington's going to throw whatever they can to go get a quarterback <sighs> like that. They'll obviously, you know, obviously Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, these guys that may or potentially may yeah. or may not be available. Right, 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 yeah, there will be a pecking order, but Washington's going to do their due diligence. They are going hard after a quarterback this offseason. And don't be surprised if Deshaun Watson is in a Washington Commander jersey for the next upcoming season. That is another good one. But see, my thing is, and we talked about this if you either last podcast or the podcast before, but and and that's kind of where it comes down to. You you kind of mentioned it. Aaron Rodgers is going to be the domino that makes everyone else fall, right? Because if Aaron Rodgers goes to Denver, then that things go wide open. Right? Yeah, yeah. Because then it goes to the next guy, and the next say, guy, and the next. Yeah, exactly. Right. But say say Rodgers doesn't go to Denver, then Denver might be interested in Deshaun Watson. Denver might be interested in Russell Wilson, depending on that situation. Denver might be interested in. I mean, God, who knows? Who knows? You know, um, you said they got the nine pick, so they probably won't draft the quarterback. Because I don't think there's going to be a quarterback that's going to go that high. But right. I and, mean, and for the record, Washington has number eleven, so it's not like it's yeah, too much yeah, of a drop right, off yeah. I mean, the from, only real no. good quarterback, and no, no hate on any of the quarterbacks in this draft class, because who knows? You know, you right. never know. But I mean, oh yeah, Kenny Pickett could be. This is like this is the most gamble. Like this, this is the draft class. Is like you could gamble on on the dude and be like, hey, this was the next fill in name, yeah. or you could gamble on a dude be like, this dude should have been in the seventh round. Right. Like this, we this year's draft as far as quarterbacks goes is so wonky. Defensive wise, it's elite. It's a yeah, it's elite. It's Especially really a pass good. rusher. But the, the but the draft class mm. after this one is where things are going to be really interesting. So quarterback spots are going to get really interesting, mainly in the NFC between this year and next year. Mm. AFC for the majority is already pretty stacked, but the NFC's got a lot of open spots. Washington Commanders. Some would say the Giants' position is still open. open you yeah. know, uh, who else we got? We got the Seahawks. Depending on what happens there, you're talking it, about with the quarterbacks. In the yeah, NFC? quarterbacks. You, I mean, I mean they, look at the entire NFC South. You got Darnold. That's probably not going to be there. Their, their future. Yep. Jameis Winston coming off a torn ACL. Tom Brady just retired, and Matt Ryan. Although I love and respect Matt Ryan, he is you he, know not yeah, getting he's, any younger. So, no, so he's, like, he's on that. Yeah, he's on right. That and then you mentioned the NFC East. Jalen Hurts again. They they seem like they're going in on them. You mm-hmm. mentioned the Giants and the uh, we'll Commanders. We'll see how long they stay on Jalen Hurts's back. Right. Exactly. Oh, yeah, no, he's got to be. Yeah. He's got to be. Uh, I mean, we'll see how Justin Fields turns up with the NFC North. I mean, again, Vikings, Kirk Cousins. We're not too sure what they're going to do there. Lions with Jared Goff. We're not necessarily sure if they're sold on him, <laughs> to say yeah. the least. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if he's going to be biting off any kneecaps for Dan Campbell. <laughs> I don't. I don't think that's going to be happening anytime soon. Yeah. So yeah, like you said, the NFC's got a lot of options. Uh, I mean, heck, we just talked about Kyler Murray last podcast. Uh, with the Cardinals, so. I, I mean yeah. that's why I mean this NFC is wide open for quarterbacks. So yeah. really, I think to to kind of come bring it to a close, Pittsburgh, Washington, and you're, depending you're, depending on what happens with Denver, those are probably some destinations, and Tampa Bay are destinations for Deshaun. I don't. I mean, listen, Tampa Bay and Minnesota. I know those weren't in the cap uh, space in terms of like being close or having enough cap space. Like I said, if they want to potentially do it in there, because Tampa's already all in. They were expecting Tom Brady to be back. Oh, yeah, no, they, they, they can move some stuff around in order to get Deshaun. And Minnesota, like you said, it, 
Kirk Cousins, Deshaun Watson, you know what the choices they're going to make there. Oh, yeah, no. For yeah. Sure. Um, but the last thing I wanted to wrap up Colin's Corner with uh, is a little story uh, about Ray's minor league pitcher, Tyler Zombro. Uh, if you don't know the story, he played for the Durham Bulls in the uh, Tampa Bay minor league organization. He took a line drive straight to the temple. Um, I, I'm not, obviously, for our <laughs> YouTube audience, we're not going to be posting the photo of his surgery and everything, but he took a nasty shot. He had a nasty scar and everything. This was back in June of 2021, excuse me, and he is scheduled to be on track to play this year. So he is making a full recovery. Uh, he had 16 titanium plates and 32 screws to stabilize his skull and to wow. relieve pressure on the brain. Very serious surgery. Um, it's just... It's nothing short of a miracle that this man is playing baseball again. Uh, he seems to be, you know, all spirits, everything went well uh, with surgery. He says he feels fine and he's ready to get back out there. I uh, want to just congratulate him and inspire of a little bit of uh, motivation. So uh, Tyler Zombro is the story. If you guys want to go check it out on your own time, it's, uh, it's a heck of a story. And I would very much encourage you all to read up upon it. It's, it's absolutely incredible. So congratulations to you, Mr. Tyler. And best of luck this upcoming season for the uh, Durham AAA affiliate for Tampa Bay. Yeah, really praying for just that season for them. Um, it is baseball, and hopefully they get a season, and hopefully that they will be able to play. And, um, man, just looking at that picture was just... Yeah, Kevin, have you seen it? Uh, I remember when it happened. Yeah, okay. So yeah. you remember the original. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's, it, it was... it's definitely shell-shocking to see. It, it really makes you just count your blessings of just... Mm-hmm. being alive and you know being grateful for what you have and not taking life for granted yep. um but man i mean that is that is a miracle for one just coming back from that um you know all you know still prayers for him just that he continues to go on and do great things um with what he's doing in his career in sports and in baseball um but man i just can't get that oh wow yeah that's all i can say is wow yeah, definitely viewer discretion advised for those who are uh, listening or potentially going to watch it. But, uh, yeah, definitely something to check out. I think it's a very motivational story, and uh, hopefully it'll inspire some of you as well. So uh, I know we are now closing out Colin's Corner, but we're about to head down an alley. It's not just any alley. It's Anthony's Alley. Anthony, take it away, brother. You know, it's time for Anthony's Alley. And for all the people who are watching on YouTube, it's time to go down the alley with A-Town, Anthony Council to be exact. But like we all know, it is All-Star Weekend. We got the glasses. We got the fit. We got Kevin wearing All-Star Voting Mavericks t-shirt. We got, Ke- we got not Kevin, Cullen. <laughs> Cullen wearing a Nike hat with a mean green shirt, you know. Rocking the fit. My two boys got the clean fits on. And uh, we're going to go down a HBCU lane real quick. And we're going to talk about the HBCU game that is playing All-Star Weekend against Morgan State and Howard University. So it is the HBCU, NBA HBCU Classic presented by AT&T. And it will be broadcasted live on TNT and ESPN2 on Saturday, February 19th at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. It is going to be a fantastic matchup between these two. Um, these two have actually already played, and Howard took the win against uh, Morgan State. Uh, Morgan State is ranked, currently ranked in the standing, is ranked 6th. They 
They they make 76.0 points per game. Um, they only allow 74.5 points per game. Um, field goal for their field goal percentage is 43%, and from three it is 31.0%. But for the Howard Bison, they're ranked third <laughs> in the standing. The record is 13 and 10 compared to Morgan State's eight and 12. Um, 78.2 points per game. Uh, from field goal range, they shoot 45% from three. It's 37 and 74% from the free throw line, which is very, very, very good. Um, and they're one of the best. They're they're just behind uh, uh, Northfolk State and then North Carolina Central um, for ranking in the MEAC Men's Conference for Howard. I, I think it's going to be a great game. Um, it's going to be the it's the first ever HBCU Classic, um, just representing HBCUs and. Um, HBCU sports, which kind of really, which really started with Chris Paul, CP3, um, as you guys might know, um, or for viewers who don't know, um, last two years ago when the Lakers won the championship, um, when Chris Paul was playing in the bubble, he he presented these really cool shoes um, that had like HBCUs on them. They had like Morehouse, Howard, Southern, um, Morgan State, uh, Alcorn, just all these amazing kicks that um, that he represented, just putting HBCUs on a national stage, especially with all the things that were going on during 2020, um, with the um, with with the death of uh, George Floyd, God rest his soul, um, and all that stuff. So it was really great to see an NBA player just put HBCU pride on a national stage. And um, now there's like tons of kids who are just wanting to go to HBCUs now and. I think it's awesome for the league and just for the game. Yeah, no. Uh, so you are an HBCU alum. I, I am. That, that is the correct term, right? Yes. Yes. Morehouse. Morehouse State. Um, no, no, no. Morehouse no, College. Morehouse College. So it's not state. Which one am I thinking of? So you're you're probably thinking of Morgan State. Morgan, Morgan State's State. playing Howard. Thinking. Yeah. My apologies. Um, it's okay. Listen. So as the alum, uh, really great for you to kind of shed some light on this. Obviously, during Black History Month. Uh, this game is going to be a great uh, representation to kind of give some of these schools a uh, more of a platform to kind of showcase their skills. Obviously, you mentioned the effect that Chris Paul had on uh, bringing this kind of to the forefront of the NBA. Uh, obviously, the president of the Players Association had a lot of influence on that. I think this is going to be a good game. I'm very excited for this tradition to start. Uh, I'm hoping to see a good game. Obviously, you know, it is All-Star Weekend, so hopefully these dudes ball out. And, uh, yeah, I, uh, I'm i really excited for it. So I'm very much encouraging of it, and I hope events like this happen more in the future. Yeah, and also, as a part of NBA and AT&T representing um, the ongoing committee to HBCUs, they're going to donate $100,000 to each school, totaling in $200,000 to support students and their experiences at HBCU. So $100,000 for Howard and Morgan State. So congratulations to you guys. So it's a win-win. It yeah. is a win-win. Does, yeah. It sounds like it. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you, Colin. I like, uh, I'm excited for this tradition to, to start and, uh, I would expect it to continue to keep going and if anything, keep growing and, uh, you know, have more games, uh, debuted or, um, you know, have more light shined on, um, classics or events that happen, uh, like this with HBCUs. Um, I think it's a great thing. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, tune in to NBA on TNT to watch the HBCU Classic, Howard, Morgan State. It's going to be Did you mention the start time for the game? I don't mean to cut uh, you off there. I think it's at 
three. It's either at three or at two. Um, but I also want to shout out my own HBCU because we're on a 14-game winning streak at Morehouse. So go ahead, y'all. Go ahead, Morehouse. <laughs> Get it, y'all. Beating Clark. So happy for y'all. 14-game winning streak. Let's go all the way. But I want to go into this new segment that Cullen kind of gave me or brought to me. Um, it's called Start Bench Cut. And I've been thinking about how I want to segue the start of a Start Bench Cut segment. And I think I found it. And, right. I, and I'm specifically look, looking at you because I feel like I know which way we're going to go. So I did some research on some of the top players in this league now that are under 22 or no, under 25. <coughs> and the top three were Luka Doncic, Trey Young, and John Morant. Okay, so sounds if, about right. If you had to start, bench, and cut Ooh. one of those three, who would you do? Do you want me to answer first, or do you uh, want me ahead. to wait? Go ahead. Go. I'm a. I'm gonna let Cullen go first. Oh, you okay. want me to I'm go? I'm gonna let Cullen go first because I just want you to think think about this a little bit. Kevin. All right, I'll I'll be sitting here thinking. <laughs> all right. Oh man. Go ahead wow. and see money. First of all, this this has got to be your new opening segment because this is gonna be good. I like this. Yeah, you, I, I I am going to expect not one of these now. Start bench cut. Yeah. yeah. Listen, we got my list, and you got to start bench cut. So, Whether it be yeah. basketball. Some version of football. I F1. mean, hell, I want yeah. everything. I'm F1. I'm going to get F1 on you. Hey, I'm, I'm on everything. <laughs> we're we're going to get Kevin his own little segment, too. I mean, we're going to get it all. Hey, we get, we'll find him. We'll find oh, yeah. him. We'll oh, yeah. Find Absolutely. Him. Oh, yeah. But getting back to it. So you said Trey Young, Luka Doncic, John Morant. Yeah. SBC, which one? <sighs> God. You know what the easiest part of this for me? <laughs> you know what the easiest part of this is for what me? What is it? The cut. I'm cutting Trey Young. Wow. I'm cutting uh, Trey well, Young straight okay, away. Okay. Okay. I, I I see that. Listen, Trey, Trey, you gotta bulk up a little bit. You gotta like wait, 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 wait. Even from last year? A yeah, hey, hey, Anthony, more. Anthony, let the man have his time. I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. Let the man no. have his time. Hey, listen, I'm sorry. This, no, this I'm sorry. Is, no, listen, this is Anthony's alley. So if he needs to call me out, feel free. All right. I don't mind it. All right. Um, but listen, yeah, Trey Young to me, because again, he, he does a lot of things great. I just for me personally, like I feel like I get more with the other two in terms of just a more complete player. That's just my personal opinion. So now we get to the start and the bench part. Whew, that's tough. I'm going to say out of respect, because Luca has been at this level longer, I'm going to say start Luca and bench Jaw, but Jaw is right on his heels. Like, it is close. But I'm going to go start Luca, bench Jaw, cut Trey. How long has Luca been in the league, and how long has Jaw been in the league? It's Luke. only been, like, what, one year difference or Luke. two? Well, I mean, the thing was is, like, when Jaw came in the league, he wasn't at the level that Luca came in. and Because no. Luca was, like, almost instantly a 20-game per game score. Yeah, so Luca, if you, for those who don't know, Luca and Trey Young were actually in the same draft class. Right. Uh, the Mavericks originally chose <laughs> Trey Young, <laughs> yeah. and they made the swap. Uh, the Hawks and the Mavs had planned the swap, and they made the swap. Um, how life would be different now if that was the case. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, so... They're the same age, or they're not the same age, but they're in, they were in the same draft class anyway. So just just to because I want to interject because Anthony brought this up, Luca got drafted in 2019, Jaw came in 2020. So just just for okay, context so that what it was the year draft class difference. Yeah, but you're forgetting, and I guess I'll go ahead and take over from here. You're, you're forgetting that Luca has the professional basketball experience mm. overseas, uh, in Slovenia. He's been playing professional basketball. Of some form since he was 15 years old. That's true. That's true. He's only 20. Uh, he's only 22. So, is it 22 or 23? I, I, he's, I, he's definitely 22. I, he's definitely yeah. He's 22. He's still one of the youngest on the Mavericks. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm gonna agree with Colin on this one. I'm 
cutting Trey Young. And um yeah, I'm I'm gonna start Luca and, and this is taking bias out of it. You know, whatever. You can say I'm biased or whatever, but I'm taking bias out of it. Luka Doncic. Um I'm just gonna start Luka Doncic and bench John Morant. But like you said, it's not by much. You know, I might give Luca, you know, maybe five, five more minutes. <laughs> five <laughs> more minutes than than John Morant. But another thing is is Luka Doncic, and I mean, I guess the argument could be made because we, I mean, we got rid of, you know, Mavs got rid of KP and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. We have talent around Luka, but I would, I think it, the argument could be made that the Grizzlies have more talent around John Morant than the Mavericks have around Luka Doncic. So, I mean, we don't really know how John Morant is, you know, as a lead man no talent around him kind of thing. I think Luka Doncic has kind of settled into that kind of mode, I guess you could say. Um, but, you know, just the experience and everything like that, I'm taking Luka Doncic over John Morant, and then I'm cutting Trey Young. Because I, I agree I agree with Colin. He, Trey Young just don't bring enough to the table. Yeah. I mean, he, what he brings is good. It's just like I can get that from the other guys. Yeah, I agree. So what do you think, Anthony? I mean, Were you upset? Were you happy with our? Were with you our, shocked? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not upset. I'm not upset. I'm not shocked. I mean, it, it kind of makes sense. Luca yeah. is obviously going to start, and you know, John Moran is going to be benched, and Trey Young will be cut. Yes, I, 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 I kind of saw where it was where it was going, but I think if you only if you don't take this season right now, right, I think it would be a lot harder to put Jaw over Trey. The only reason why I say that is because when the playoffs came, Trey Young was just a killer. Like, he was just a killer. Like, mm-hmm. from three, from mid-range, the floater game, Madison Square Garden, where he just bowed in front of Knicks fans, and Spike Lee got really mad and upset and salty. Um, shout out to you, Spike Lee. Um, you know, it was just, it was it was a different, it was different, you know? I mean, and I mean, I guess you can look at John Morant's stats in the playoffs, because they were in the playoffs last year. And was he a baller? Of course he was a baller. I mean, he's he's playing basketball in the backyard with his dad every summer. It's like, and he's only getting better. Um, but I think that if if we only go by those playoff stats, it's a lot. It, it, it I think it's very different because of just what Trey was doing last year. And and I don't know if he's going through a slump right now, which I I don't I don't think he is. I just think the team is just not doing great, especially after they traded Cam Reddish, who. And I know we're not talking about the Knicks, but who are a struggling <laughs> a, a, a team, atrocious, to say the least. an atrocious team right now. Um, who who were not even playing. Um, former Hawks player Cam Reddish for some strange reason. But I think it would have been a lot harder for um, for you guys maybe if we were just going off the playoffs. But we're gonna go back to a heartwarming story. Um, the the NBA rising star. Um, challenge is going on right now and there are plenty of rookies and sophomores who are playing in this rising stars challenge but there's one player in particular that is not playing in this game because um, he sadly um, is not here with us uh, right now Um, Terrence Clark got drafted by the Boston Celtics and the NBA, um, an honorary pick because uh, he sadly passed away from a car accident that happened last year. A couple, 
I, I believe a couple weeks before the draft, um, he was in a car accident with BJ Boston. BJ Boston is is alive, and, and um and when this news came out, it was uh very very hard for everyone across the the league, um across the country, really, just to hear that a young player who passed away at 21, um, is not here. And um, a lot of NBA players knew of Terrence Clark. Um, he played at Kentucky. Um, I think with I believe with Tyrese Maxey, B.J. Boston, some some players who are in the league now. Um, I know Coach Calipari came out with a statement as well. Um, but I think that just knowing that the NBA, they 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 knew of this, they saw this, and um, a just big shout out to the NBA for doing this because you know Terrence Clark. I believe that if he was here with us and if he was playing. No matter what team, he would he would have been an amazing point guard. Period. The way he was able to facilitate that Kentucky team, bring them together, he was really the heart and soul of that Kentucky team specifically. And um, just the way the NBA decided to you know give him that jersey number five, Terrence Clark, um, is really heartwarming and just really great that they did that. Yeah. No, the NBA is a is a brotherhood at the end of the day, and. Uh... Terrence Clark, although he never was officially drafted into the NBA, the NBA did a really nice gesture with him and all the players. I mean, obviously, these guys grew up in AAU together. They, you know, traveled across the country playing basketball. And Terrence Clark was going to be, he was going to be in the NBA player. And unfortunately, events prevented him from doing so. Very nice gesture by the NBA in doing so. And, uh, yeah, it was a really thoughtful gesture. I'm really glad you brought this up, Anthony. Yeah, I like this. Uh, I like this story a lot. It's it really, uh, I I do agree. It, the NBA does did a really good job on this one. Um, <clears throat> sorry about that. Uh, but I, I yeah, like I said, um, they they basically they gave the number five um to him and they put him in a like uh like his jersey in a locker, um and and you know did that whole thing and and the NBA doesn't do a lot of stuff like that. Um, especially for players who never even played in the league. So, this, this you know, I, I really like this. This is really cool. Um, a really good way to, um, to, to bring light on a, on a, um, on a, on a tough subject, you know? Yeah. Um, but I, I think they did a really good job on this. Um, and you know, I, I, yeah, I really like it. Good feel good story. I like this one. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Like as I was reading it and talking about it, I I did get choked up because he he just brought joy to to a team. Um, he was he was considered a top pick. I would have not been surprised if he was he went if he went top ten, just because of how good he was. Um, he was a McDonald's All American. Um, he did go to Kentucky, and he averaged nine point six points, two rebounds, and two assists per game for the Wildcats, and um. You know, I think that if he was in the league right now, you know, he he definitely would be a top point guard in in the league for a uh, uh, for rookies for sure. And, and not class. only that, but a lot of players said a lot of really good things about him off the court yeah. as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. So, yeah, but but we're gonna move um we're gonna move to to a to a little house in the back in the backyard with a kickback with Kevin. And Kevin, I hope you got something to eat because, you know, me and Color, we be hungry all the time. So we're going to your kickback to, to grub. <clears throat> so I have a I have a big announcement. Oh, no. Oh, no. I have a big announcement. Okay. Oh, okay. no. Now, unfortunately for the viewers, 
this is they've never seen this before um but those who have seen me um i don't have a date set out or anything boys the mullet is going away oh my god what you mean the mullet's going away um our viewers just got a taste of your mullet now they're finally able to see you and you're just taking it away from them i'm sorry i gotta take it away you don't have to and i might have to um update you with even worse news i might not even bring it back again wow just retiring it completely i i think it's had its time so we had this talk off air about because he had he had brought this up and I, again i just don't really see personally why he would do it but that's again his choice or whatever so he, he said he used to not have a mullet which i as long as i've known you you've had it yes and then you also mentioned that you used to not wear glasses and i just cannot picture this dude just the way that he's describing his like former <laughs> self so like if you ever come in with contacts and no mullet <laughs> I, I swear to god i might just walk right past you and not even know it's, it's you so Please, first of all, is there a way that the Fools on Stools listeners could potentially somehow get you to save your mullet? Do I need? Do I need to join? Is it like simply? Do I need to get a mullet? I mean, you kind of have. I will. One. I will say, if you go out and you get a mullet, I'll keep mine. I'll get mine faded up and I'll keep awesome. mine. So now you're putting the pressure on me. I mean, I'll put the pressure on you. This is live recorded. They, I mean, the listeners, the viewers, they all know it. You got the hair to do it. That's true. If you get the mullet, I'll keep mine. I'll get mine faded up. I'll take care of it and everything. Hey, look, uh, I'll so- even try to get a Jerry curl. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. All right, hold on. So. I'm open to this, but under the condition that we need something from the Fools on Stools audience. And what would that be? We need 10,000 likes. 10,000. I like that. Yeah. yeah 10,000 <laughs> likes. Yeah, yeah, totally. No, it's got to be something realistic. Okay. You know? Okay. That's so, realistic. 100,000 likes. Yeah. Oh, my. Y'all are ridiculous. Anyway, okay. 5,000 <laughs> likes. So, okay, it's got to be something because, uh, you know, we got to get something attainable, something that they can, like, either, you know, like, share, whatever. Okay. What, like, view count does this hour need? Oh, wow. We're doing view counts on the first hour? No, second hour. So this is the second, second hour. hour. Oh, okay. Come on. That's a guy. <laughs> on the first a YouTube show. channel? <laughs> no, well, okay. It doesn't even have to be on the YouTube. We'll, what we could do, because we, we do our uh, podcast through Anchor yeah. and everything. So, so Spotify, Anchor, Anchor so, Podcast. So we'll give them. So what, what time were you estimated on getting this haircut? Done? I, I So I was. I, it's a good thing we're having this conversation now. I was actually going to get my haircut today. But oh, wow. they, didn't, they, they, did, they, they didn't have anything available. So this might have been a tall tale sign. Can, yes. you, can you hold off until the next podcast on Wednesday? I'll tell you what. If this podcast... This this episode, this hour this right This episode. This, yeah, sure. This hour. This okay, hour, so hour right two. here. If this hour two has twenty views, twenty, twenty views, twenty views. If this if this hour two podcast has twenty views by next Friday, me and Colin will will I'll I'll trim my mullet up again, and Colin's gonna get a mullet. So okay, so twenty views. Twenty views on this. Hour. Views. I'm gonna pull up our views. statistics right now to see if that's like a reasonable. It's a reasonable so number. So make sure. So make sure you like and subscribe and follow us. Share on with your friends. On stools, oh on yes, Twitter, please, please, please. And Instagram and YouTube and. Okay, so obviously, our, yeah. uh Episode nine was a couple days ago, so we're not gonna use that. But so we're we're looking at for for hour two. We got ten. We got twelve. Episode six. We got eighteen. And episode five was 16. So you're saying if we get to 20. If we can get to 20 views this by next Friday, I'll keep it. And then, I'll, I'll, and I'll then get so it, I got to join I'll you. I'll get it trimmed up, and then Cullen has to join me. Now, if Cullen doesn't join me, 
then yeah, well, yeah. Then I'll cut well, it. Well, it's null and void anyway. So yeah. I'm basically, yeah. am I signing up for 20 views on Fools on Stools Hour 2 in order to get a mullet? Yes. Now, does anything happen with the beard, or is it just strictly no, the no, hair? No, no, you're good. You can keep a beard. Actually, most people have mullets actually have beards. I just can't grow facial hair whatsoever what, at all. But I'm going to also try to do my best to keep it intact and, you know, take care of my hair and trim it up and keep it fresh. Like, right now, I kind of look like a homeless guy as far as my hair goes, but... 20 views. 20 views. And I'll do it. 20 I'll views. Keep I'll keep so, it. So this wait, is wait, wait. before Friday or Wednesday? By next Friday. Next wait, wait. Friday. So like by the time we record episode 12. Yes. Because yeah. episode 11 will be Wednesday and then episode 12 will yes. be Friday. Wait, wait, wait. Are we talking about 20 views on Anchor? No, 20 views 20 on YouTube views. alone. On YouTube? Just, oh. YouTube oh, okay. alone. Oh, oh snap. Just YouTube. I'm I'm not gonna make this easy. Okay, I, I like that. Okay, because I needed the specifics. I was like, well, because you were looking at Anchor, and I'm like, well, we can get 20 views on Anchor. That's that's no biggie. So you're saying that if we get 20 views by next Friday on YouTube, on this yes, on this episode, we could potentially for episode 13. So that's a couple episodes away for episode 13. We will debut the new mullets. We got mullet mullet. And I don't know if you could really grow a jerry curl in that time. But yeah, I, don't, I, don't know. <laughs> I don't think so either. No. Um, but yeah. Okay. So rock and mullets. So hey, all right. Hey, listen. We're on camera right now. Okay. Hey. Yeah, done, yeah, deal. Yeah, done, done deal. Done deal. Done deal. Yeah. Okay. All right. It, Sounds good to me. Twenty views on YouTube, guys. Yep. Twenty I, views on YouTube. Twenty this views was, on YouTube. We and... will. So we will post it. We're posting it. So we're posting it Saturday. So, yeah, tomorrow. So, like, it'll be t- it'll be on there tomorrow. Tomorrow is the start. So date. Saturday the nineteenth, I believe. Yep. Yes. Okay. Twenty views, guys. I believe in y'all. Now you're really pressured because if you don't get it up in time, that's not going to have enough time to get <laughs> oh, enough views. It's going to be up on. Saturday. Now he's motivated. Yeah. Now, now he's motivated. It's, it's going to be up on Saturday. I'm just not giving you the time. It will be Saturday. Okay. Oh my it's going to be on Saturday. Okay. Okay. Well, that will, I did not expect that happen to happen just then. Okay. Cool. 20, 20 views. I'll keep it. I'll take care of it. 20, 20 views on YouTube. 20 views on YouTube and 18 on. views on Anchor. I believe in y'all. All right. I believe in y'all. Okay. All right. Well, then that takes me to my next topic. Let's go. Let's do a little bit of Formula One here. Uh, me and Colin, uh, you know, as always. I'm still here. Don't worry, guys. <laughs> I can talk about we, the we nice. Gotta, we got to stop shutting him out of conversation. I Come can on. talk about the nice, pretty cars that I see on F1 <laughs> Drive to Survive. Have you seen the two newest cars that have been released? I have not. Okay. So there's uh, Kevin, I think, is pulling it up. So Ferrari reached their new what, car. What, what do you think about those, by the way? I love them. Oh my god, they're my two new favorites <laughs> but, now. But, but, uh, do you think the Ferrari was a little bit? It was mean. Too, f- but okay, it's a, but like it's aggressive. Look, no, but looks wise, <laughs> like they kind. Do you think they fired it up more than they? No, I'm I'm down with the Ferrari. Really, look. you think so? What oh do you, what do you think about the Mercedes? Mercedes, it's just a classic. I mean, because they're known as the Silver Arrows. So yeah. The fact that they went back to silver it look, to yeah. me, it, I mean, it's just the nostalgic of it, right? Yeah. Right. But Ferrari, Ferrari might be the best one on the grid for me. Like, I, I understand the nostalgic point. Mercedes going back to that. I mean, that that's just gonna have a little soft spot in my car. Yeah. And in respect to McLaren, Ferrari might have gotten the best best looking car in my opinion. Is so, it? so. Okay, so this is interesting because you said beforehand that the McLaren was your favorite, right? And this so is are you saying the that, other two. So you're saying that Ferrari is your favorite, your favorite more than the McLaren? If I had to rank them now, purely off of, you know, what I've seen obviously on Twitter and everything, not on the performance of the track, just how they look. I'm not saying these are these are how these cars are going to do. I'd go Ferrari as the best one, Mercedes two, McLaren three. Wow, that's interesting. 
bro. Okay. I, I thought both those both those manufacturers knocked it out of the park. So we got two left. So we got Alpine and we got Alfa Romeo. Yeah, I'll be very surprised if either one of those two top what McLaren or Mercedes did. So who's driving those? So for Mercedes, it's Lewis Hamilton. The okay, I know him. Yeah. So the yeah, I in like my him. opinion, the greatest Formula One driver of all time. Again, we can get in that debate later, but. There's him, and then there's Mercedes newcomer, George Russell, who drove for Williams last year. He's a guy who's, like, the prodigy in terms of F1. Like, in terms of, like, the next hot, young F1 talent, it's George Russell. I just think it's funny how Kevin, whenever you said that, he was like, oh, well, uh, In terms yeah, of, well. oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I, the fact, it, it wouldn't be a good show if me and Kevin agreed on everything. Uh, absolutely. So, That's true. Um, in terms of Ferrari, though, there's Charles Leclerc from Monaco. Okay. Yeah, I know. He does speak a little French, so I don't know why I just kind of threw that accent there, but it's there. And then Carlos Sainz from, uh, I think he was born in Spain, if I'm not mistaken. And um, so, yeah, those are the two Ferrari drivers. Okay, so, like, if you had to go head-to-head, like, let's just say, let's say, I don't know how many miles. Let's say 30, right? Or even 40. 30, 40 miles, okay. And it's just like a straight shot, right? Mm -hmm. They're like, they're, they're like side to side from each other. Who's winning that race? Well, okay. So you're saying based on because these old cars are new, so no one really knows. Okay, but if I you, still want to pick, right? But okay, but like if you're giving me that option, yeah, dude, that's tough. Yeah, it is because I th- I think these two teams could very much like I understand Red Bull had the drivers championship last year. Um, I think very much so Ferrari could really kind of throw their their head in the or their hat in the discussion. I don't know why I said head. Um, I mean, hey, they could throw their head in the discussion too. You know, I mean, I just, I listen. I, I'll go, I'll go Mercedes, but I could easily see myself regretting that by race three, or race four. Oh wow, I could easily see like it's so close now between those top four. I think, and there may be even a fifth or sixteen that are like throwing their hat, and it's going to be even crazy competitive. Other than that, but. Like this, this next upcoming season, I'm really jealous of you, Anthony, because I think you're going to get something that F1 fans really haven't seen in a long time, mm-hmm. which is a really competitive grid of okay. 20 drivers. So I think you're in for a really good season this year as your first season watching F1, if you decide to watch it. So okay, so so for all the fans that who don't really know of F1, what's one thing that you think we can expect from, or 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 even before that question? What's one thing that you've seen from season one to season three that really has caught your eye with, with F1? You're talking about for Drive to Survive, the Netflix. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yes. Drive to Survive. Yeah. No, I just wanted to say it out there. Um, I think, honestly, they do a really great job showing the uh, human aspect of the sport. Because, obviously, you know, we sit there watching it on TV. We see 20 dudes get into a car, race for however many laps. You know, the, you'll occasionally hear their audio uh, whenever it's, like, brought up on screen or whatever, them talking to their engineers or talking about a driver or anything. Driver Survive really does a great job of developing that human aspect, the characters of the drivers, you know, their relationship with their team principals, relationship with other drivers, and just that, just, you know, personality, it's relatableness between driver and fan. And uh, I'm expecting season four. It comes out the day before my brother's birthday, so obviously I got to make sure I... Take care of little bro. Shout out to you, Connor, if you're watching this or listening to it. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I'm very excited for season four, and I'm very excited for the 2022 F1 season. Uh, highly recommend it if you're just sitting there and you're any kind of like a sports fan or if you're just a fan of a good Netflix show because I think it's a really good one. So 
Have you have you guys seen the top ten? Um, how how it's scored for uh, F one, like their like their top ten, like what their ranking of drivers all time. Like top ten F one drivers of twenty twenty one. Is this on the official F one website? Yeah. Well, this was in December of of last year of twenty twenty one. I don't know if you've seen it. So um, this so this might have been after the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix then. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have not seen it. No. Yeah. I'll show you the list. You can read off the names just so that you know. And, and if you agree with it, great. If not, well, no, that's just that's just how they finished in the year. Oh no, that's okay. So that's yeah. how they ranked. Yeah. This is how they rank. Yeah. This is this is the top ten F one drivers of twenty twenty one as chosen by. Oh, as the chosen drivers. by drivers. Oh, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. So okay. this is this is their list. So I'll, I'll read it off. Uh, number number one, they have Max Verstappen of Red Bull. Number two, Lewis Hamilton of Mercedes. Number three, Lando Norris of McLaren. Number four, Carlos Sainz of Ferrari. That's a very interesting one because Charles is supposed to be the number one driver for them. But they do have Charles at number five. Number six, Fernando Alonso of Alpine. Number seven, Pierre Gasly. That is my personal favorite driver in F1. Uh, George Russell, now in Mercedes, could very much move up the list. At number eight, Esteban Ocon at number nine. Actually, the tallest F1 driver. I don't know if y'all know that in the uh, in the grid. So Esteban Ocon and then Mick Schumacher at number 10. He... I really feel bad for Mick. He drove the worst car last year for his first year, and he did the best he could with it. But it's just—it was such a bad car. Like, there's nothing he could do. Okay, so before I get you guys into this, just this list real quick. Like, how does this list compare to what you guys thought of it when you guys first watched the first season? Um, <clears throat> I don't think anybody really thought anybody was going to top Hamilton. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. still think it's kind of a long shot to put Verstappen over Hamilton now. Um, but to have Lando Norris at third is a l- little surprising for me, to be completely honest. Really? Okay. I mean, so like you, because you got to sit there and think about it, right? I mean, he's really good. Don't get me wrong, but like having him at three is kind of surprising. I mean, so like he fell off towards the end of last year. So, and that's that's no debate about that. That's just a factual thing after the hot start that he got onto. You got to sit there and think, okay. Um, who are the number one drivers for all these teams? Like, obviously, you have Lewis Hamilton for Mercedes. You have Max Verstappen for Red Bull. Charles Leclerc for Ferrari. Lando for McLaren. Uh, Fernando, even though, I mean, you could argue Esteban Ocon for Alpine. Uh, and then going so on, so on, so on and so forth. Then you got to think of the second drivers in terms of, like, who do you think should be a number one driver and who shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. And it could very much kind of uh, differentiate your rankings and everything. To me, I, I don't personally mind Lando. Being at number three, I'm a shocked that they put Carlos Sainz ahead of Charles, which I think is true if I, we're looking just based off of last season. I agree with that. But Max, I, I just can't give him the best driver yet over Lewis. I understand that, you know, he, he won the championship last year, and, you know, congrats to him on that. But it, you give these guys a neutral car, I'm still picking Lewis Hamilton <laughs> to be the best man in the sport. Yeah, I agree. And speaking of Lewis Hamilton— um, did you hear that Lewis Hamilton basically said that he has not yet put his entire trust into the FIA? He doesn't, he's lost faith in the system is what he said. Can you blame him? I mean, after what happened to him, no, not really. You know what the, you know what the comparison is? Imagine we're watching the NBA finals, right? And we'll just throw out Luca in there just for you guys. Let's say Luca makes the NBA finals or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Luca is, you know, they, the, the Mavericks were down, let's just say three, one or whatever, three, one into, uh, you know, coming back against, you know, Toronto Raptors or whatever. I'm just throwing a team out there, Miami Heat, whatever. They're coming back to Miami. It gets to Game 7. 
It gets to the final two minutes. Luka is sitting there with, like, a comfortable lead. Like, Mavericks are up, like, 10 with two minutes left. You, everyone's celebrating. They're, you know, they're realizing they're about to win the championship and everything. They're getting all hyped and everything. Luka's doing his thing. And, you know, the two-minute, uh, there's, like, a foul call or something on, like, a completely irrelevant out of the play. The referees get together and everything, and for the final two minutes, they just change every rule <laughs> that favors the Miami Heat oh, wow. in every possible way. Like, Miami's able to score 10 pointers from layup lines, and Lucas still has to, like, and it's just, and Lucas sitting there, he's been battling, he's he's put up 50-point triple-double, he's, like, gonna, he was looking to be the finals MVP, looks like it to be it again, and it just, everything just changed. Everything just snatches up from the rug. From I mean, you'd be sitting there, you'd be like, what the heck's going on? I mean, that's essentially, again, not the best analogy, but that's essentially what happened during the last race. I mean, they broke all kinds of protocol. They made it to where they were essentially down to the last lap of the season for, uh, ironically enough, drivers survive to make sure that they had a really good fourth season. They sacrificed the integrity of their sport in order for them to get like this crazy finish, this crazy moment in the sport. Was this for, like, specifically just for net, like, just for Netflix? I mean, this or? is based I mean, it's, off it's of part what happened to. last year. Well, no, it's partly due to Netflix because they they're not stupid. They know that drivers survive. They sit there, they film all the races and everything. There's yeah. a reason that there's the increase okay. in popularity. I mean, yeah, I, in that aspect, yeah, I agree. And, and I'm gonna, right. I'm gonna go ahead and announce some of the. Or, I'm not announcing, but <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and say some of the things that the FIA came out with. Um, as you might know, they got a new president uh, for the FIA, um, and big changes, real big changes, um, and you know this is due in part with what happened at the Abu Dhabi uh, Grand Prix uh, last year and <laughs> that whole thing. Uh, so, firstly, and I'm reading it straight from the FIA document. Firstly, to assist the race director in the decision making processes. A virtual race control room will be created. Uh, I like the video assistance referee in football. Now, with this being an international sport, I don't know what they're meaning by football. Maybe football, football, or mm, probably right. soccer, if right. I had to guess. Um, it will be positioned in one of the FIA offices as a backup outside the circuit and real-time connection with the FIA F1 race director. It will help to apply the sporting regulations using the most modern technolo technolo technological tools can speak for a second and this one's kind of big secondly direct radio communication during the race uh currently broadcast live by all tvs will be removed in order to protect the race director from any pressure and allow him to take decisions peacefully that is big mm -hmm. because like we mentioned with the netflix documentary they actually get that audio from what happens between the radio between the um director the, and the and the drivers yeah mm -hmm. which and, i mean that was that was weird the fact that they were able to like basically go up because you know like the mike Pereira, like the guy the nfl head of officiating that talks to the broadcasters whenever there's a call on the field it'd be weird if they had the conversation between mike mccarthy and mike Pereira about a call that's well not only game. that but if we could hear what the nfl players were saying and like 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 what matthew stafford is saying to you know odell <clears throat> what odell you know what they're conversating about in the middle of a game one that's too personal is too weird. On a dramatic side, I love it, but uh, coming from the integrity of sport, 
no, it's you're not right. right. You know? Yeah, you're right on that one. Uh, you know, what happens on the field should stay in between them unless is released or anything like that. So that will be taken off the table. Mm-hmm. Um, thirdly, and of course, this is the, probably the most important, unlapping procedures behind safety car will be released by the F1 Sporting Advisory Committee and presented to the next F1 commission prior to the start of the season. So they haven't done anything quite yet directly to solve the issue, but they're working on it. They cannot let what happened at this Ag- past ever job, again. Ever again. I mean that they robbed Lewis Hamilton of his rightful championship in order for a moment. That that's what they did. And, you know, Max Verstappen, right place, right time. He didn't. He didn't do anything wrong. He no. was just in there racing his race. Uh, you know, I I hope the FIA, uh, you know, changes their uh, stances going forward, their policies and everything, to where this doesn't happen again. And uh, like you said, Kevin, hopefully they there's some more clear and concrete stuff once we get closer to race season. So they just robbed him from like a moment, basically. Oh my god, yeah, it, it, mean, it's very hard to describe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, once you watch the show, and obviously season four will do a great job of explaining it too when it comes out. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're they're that whole. I can't wait for that last episode oh, dude, of that it's season. Be so good. Um, you'll understand more. I mean, it was just. Watch, I got, I remember getting up 6.30 in the morning, texting my buddy being like, making sure we're both awake, right? Because the, the race started at 7 o'clock in the morning, because obviously, yeah. you know, it's not over here in America, but and we're sitting there watching the race unfold. Lewis has just got the better car that day. He's, you know, he's killing Max. I mean, at one point, he was leading by... Don't kill too much of it. Right, but like, and it just, the way that it just went down after everything built up the entire season watching it, it just made me feel like I just got kicked in the nuts like, <laughs> ten times in a row, spit on, and yeah, literally. I mean, that just so you had play. you had uh, Lewis winning that race then, didn't you? Well, yeah, I just I mean, it he, just made sense. It did. Yeah, yeah, it did. Well, and then I get. I mean, we're already way over hours. I mean, we're just all out of source. We got Cullen cussing. We're over an hour. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, yeah we're, I didn't expect us to last this long. You can only hold me in so much. We're long, just, you know, yeah, we're just so out of sorts. But I'm gonna hit this real quick. The NCAA. I mean, I don't know how many times we got to say it, but the NCAA sucks. Um, they did not yeah. come to an agreement on a playoff, on a college football playoff expansion until 2026. I mean, I'm not surprised. Did like, we expect it? Uh, probably not. No. I mean, like you said, the NCAA is, with all these deals, we've talked about this on the podcast multiple times, with now athletes are getting paid from high school now. And they're also looking into that as well. What do you mean by that? Um, they're going to be doing investigations and uh, into NILs and um, potential, basically illegal conversation between student and um, schools as far as the transfer portal goes. So, I think that's a good idea, though. That's a good idea. I think that's mm-hmm. really good. That's probably a good idea. They, I think, in some way, shape, or form, they need to tame the transfer portal. I don't know. I don't know how, but that's for them to figure out. They make the millions, right? Um, so. Yeah, I mean, they're only delaying the inevitable. That's yeah. my opinion on this. I mean, it's going to happen. They're going to explain the playoff. Uh, obviously, you know, the NCAA is not the best-run organization, but hopefully they'll get it figured out in the future. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also, I mean, I think, like, let's just say that the NFL were to make a G League, like the NBA. You know how many quarterbacks would probably do that instead of go to college? I think a couple would, honestly. Spring League. Yeah, that would be something. You never know. Um, so real quick, cause I know we're, we're cutting out. What is the official YouTube channel 
that they can go and look this episode up to get that 20 views. Uh, Fools on Stools YouTube. Is it is it on KNTU or is, there, is it going to be our own? So, it, so we're going to make our own. It is, on be... you, it is on KNTU as well. Yes. KNTU.com. Um, it is on there, but we are going to be making our own YouTube. I'm assuming it's going to be called Fools on Stools. Yep. So I don't know what else we call it. Okay, so go check. Either way, go check out Fools on Stools, episode 10, hour two. Get it to 20 views. Yeah. We, we got to keep these mullet things riding for a little bit longer. Make sure to go to Fools on Stools on Twitter at Fools on Stools and go to our Instagram at Fools on Stools so that you can like us, follow us, subscribe. Make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel and um, just to, you know, be awesome, be a fool, be a stool, and make sure to follow us at our own personal Instagram and Twitter accounts at Cullen Brown, Kevin Walker, and Andy Council. Connect with us. Do it. Yeah. Get involved. We love, we love that. Well, that's going to wrap it up for episode 10. Thank you so much for listening all the way through. Be sure, like Anthony said, follow us on... Yes. Oh, be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts so you don't ever miss an episode or an update. And I'm going to have to throw in YouTube in there. And now YouTube. Yeah, 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 YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. Um, So you don't ever miss an episode or an update. Hope you all have a great day. But guys. What? One more thing. What? There's so many one more things. It's Friday, and it's a good day. I already cussed once on the show. I'm not doing it again. But it's a good day. It's a good day. It's a dang, dang good day. Uh, (laughs) All right. Hope you all have a great day. Please come back for the next episode. It's National Thumbs Day. Throw your thumbs up, people. Throw your thumbs up. And we made it to episode 10. We in the double digits, baby. Yes, sir. Don't forget, for now, grab a stool. And be a fool. And be a fool.